And now, from a studio apartment in Austin, Texas, it's just another movie podcast. special Christmas episode of Just Another Movie Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I, uh, you know, I was ambitious when I thought about doing a a Christmas uh, season where I was going to cover all these different things, and then that just kind of didn't happen. (laughs) So, uh... I'm finally sitting down. It is December the 23rd as I record this, uh, and uh, we are all in the middle, at least us, those of us here in the South, we are in the middle of the winter rush. I'm not sure what we called it, <laughs> but this morning in Austin, Texas, the feels like, the wind chill was negative six. To me, I am a... F- I, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Georgia. I lived in Louisiana. I, you guys know me. I, I lived in Orlando. So I came from Orlando to Texas. I came to Orlando as a, or I came to Texas as a Florida man. I am not used to temperatures that begin with anything below a six. So I definitely was not prepared for a feels like of negative six this morning. <laughs> was quite cold, and uh, I don't like it. But I think the worst is behind us. I think tonight it's going to be a little bit chilly. Uh, I I say a little bit chilly. I think it's going to be like in the teens. It's going to be freezing. And then uh, I think as we go through into early next week, it it gets kind of back to normal a little bit. But uh, what is normal now after this? But (laughs) I hope you are getting ready for... The arrival of Santa. I hope you're getting ready for Christmas, that you've made all your plans, that your shopping is done, because I think at this point in time, uh, it's probably too late. Uh, the Amazon guy was leaving my apartment uh, as I was I was coming home today, so uh, I think if you're not done with your shopping, you've got tomorrow, but I, I think if you need anything from Amazon, you might be in luck a little bit, but time is running out, so uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's... It's probably too late. But uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I I had so many plans for the Christmas season. Uh, I was going to do quite a few episodes. And, you know, life gets in the way. Time gets away from us as we get ready uh, for family and friends and gift, you know, shopping. And with those of us, you know, with jobs, you got to wind down before you get to the Christmas season. And time just got away from me. So I figured if I was going to do anything, it was that I needed to do my top five favorite Christmas movies. I was originally going to do five Christmas movies that I've never seen, 
and I was going to do uh, some parking lot reviews for some things. Uh, I even got a kind of crazy idea, which of course I hit record and now I'm yawning. I haven't been yawning all day, but I hit record on anything and all of a sudden the yawns come, across, come upon me. But <laughs> I even got the crazy idea for Allie to go and find the worst Hallmark movie she could find. And uh, I would do a review of the worst Hallmark movie that at least I... Uh, that we could find. I've never seen a Hallmark Christmas movie, so to me, they're all bad, and I know that's going to ruffle some feathers, it's going to upset a few of you, but we were going to find the worst Christmas movie from Hallmark that we could find, and we just, like I said, time just, you know, just got away from us. But, yeah. But hey, if I'm going to do anything, I wanted to definitely do my top five Christmas movies, and there may be some honorable mentions in this. But let's get to it. My top five favorite Christmas movies. Now, this is my top five favorites. I don't do bests uh, or top five bests on here because what I consider to be the best Christmas movie may not be what you consider to be the best Christmas movie. And, you know, best to me is subjective. So I always do favorites. So... Let's get to it. Number five all-time favorite Christmas movie. I'm going to go with Mickey's Christmas Carol. Now, Christmas Carol is going to turn up on this list twice. Uh, and so don't come at me with, oh, those are the same movie. They are not the same movie. And you'll hear why when we get to the, you know, the other one on here. I love Mickey's Christmas Carol. It is. All of these movies on this list are annual viewings for me. But I especially love Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, you guys know I grew up a Disney kid. I am wearing a Disney Spirit jersey while I record this. And I absolutely love Mickey's Christmas Carol. And for the longest time, it was kind of hard to find on... A physical media definitely before streaming now it's of course it's on disney plus but up until before disney plus it was kind of hard to find on dvd i think at one time it was on a bonus feature honestly on one of the, i think it was maybe on the mickey's once upon a christmas or twice upon a christmas uh, it was a bonus feature on one of those and i think one year they it turned up on like an episode of like house of mouse so it has kind of become this almost like black sheep of Disney Christmas movies um, because you got things like the Santa Claus and now you got like Frozen even though it's not a Christmas movie but Disney recognizes so many other things as Christmas movies and they kind of ignore Mickey's Christmas Carol and that kind of it hurts me a little bit because I absolutely love uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Of course, you know, you've got Ebenezer Scrooge has to be played by Scrooge McDuck, even though he's not playing Scrooge McDuck in the movie. He is playing Ebenezer Scrooge, but it is, of course, Scrooge McDuck. And, of course, Mickey is Bob Cratchit, Minnie as Mrs. Cratchit, Donald as... Uh, as Ebenezer's nephew Fred, 
Uh, I believe Mr. Toad makes an appearance as old Fezziwig. Um, let's see, Jiminy Cricket as the Ghost of Christmas Past. The Giant from Mickey and the Beanstalk as Christmas Present. And Pete as Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. And there's countless other Disney cameos in there. Uh, Rat and Mole from Mr. Toad play the two gentlemen that come to visit Scrooge at the very beginning. Uh, Goofy as the classic as Goofy as Jacob Marley. Um, So lots of Disney cameos throughout this. If you kind of keep an eagle eye, you will see uh, characters from a lot of other Disney Christmas movies that turn up in Mickey's Christmas Carol. So it's just kind of fun. Uh, to watch it's really short i want to say it's like maybe 30 minutes it's really short um so easy 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 to watch uh definitely fun for the whole family if you've never seen it before uh, i highly recommend sit down with your kids check it out i think you'll really enjoy it it there's something for everybody in it uh and again like i said it's really short so on disney plus easy to easy to access Check it out if you're if you're hearing this before Christmas. Uh, putting this out on Christmas Eve, so if you're hearing this before Christmas, definitely check out Mickey's Christmas Carol. You can find it, like I said, you can find it on Disney Plus. Uh, it's probably the easiest way to find it. All right. So coming up, number four, number four on the list is something that, um, to me, it's kind of an odd choice for a Christmas movie. Because, quite frankly, most of the movie is quite sad. Um, but it does all end up happy. And it's kind of become a classic in a lot of households for Christmas viewing. It is one of my mom's favorite Christmas movies, if not her favorite Christmas movie. And that is It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so, you know, Frank Capra, the, it's a classic Jimmy Stewart you know, it's a classic. It's an absolute classic movie. And how it became a Christmas movie, I would kind of actually like to hear the story about it. I probably should have done some research so I could have shared it with you, but that's okay. Uh, I could definitely see how it could become a Christmas movie with that there are a couple moments of, of Christmas. Um, and, and I think it really becomes a Christmas movie in that the bulk of the movie. Obviously, we see uh, we, we see George Bailey as a child, and then we see him as a young adult growing up and you know wanting to go and explore the world. Of course, he takes over the, the Bailey building in loan, um, and his brother goes off. He sees all his friends go off. And he just becomes a beaten down, depressed man, and and he's he's lost a lot. He's watching his life just waste away. I mean, he's married with kids. He's got happiness there, but he's just watching everyone in his life go and have a life. And he's just kind of, you know, sitting there in Bedford Falls, just kind of spinning his tires a little bit. And of course, we see the whole thing with Potter and the you know Uncle Billy and the money the bank examiner, and that brings us to the bulk of the movie where, you know, George is going to end his life. He's going to jump off the bridge, and Clarence is sent down to be his guardian angel. George wishes that he had never been born. 
So Clarence gives him the chance to see what his life would have been like or what life would have been like for the Baileys and for Bedford Falls had George never uh, been born. And um, it, and that all, of course, happens during Christmas, you know, or Christmas Eve. Um, you know, so you, you see this this life of what would have happened had George Bailey not existed. George Bailey had never been born. Uh, we see you know, what would have happened to the pharmacist who had the poison that he put in the capsules. Had that happened, what would have happened to him? And what would have happened, you know, to the Bailey family? And what would have happened to Potter and, you know, Bedford Falls had George never been born? And, of course, it changes George's mind, and he wants to go back and, and, and be happy with his life. And he goes back, uh, and it's still Christmas and and the movie ends there with Christmas with Sam and George and everybody coming home and and everything ending happy and and Clarence getting his wings and it's become a Christmas classic and to a like I said a lot of people including my mom it is one of their favorite Christmas movies and it is one of mine you know there's some others that are in there but it is one of my favorite Christmas movies so all right so number 3 coming in number 3 Favorite Christmas movies. And I was kind of surprised to see this kind of uh, in the list. I had to really think about where this was going to fall in the list. And, uh, and and quite frankly, at the end of the day, um, I came down, you know, that it had to go at number three. And that is White Christmas. I, I love White Christmas. I love the old Hollywood movie musical. Um, you know, Danny Kaye you know, uh, Ben Crosby, um, you know, Rosemary Clooney. Uh, I, I absolutely love this movie. Such great classic songs. Of course, the classic Ben Crosby singing White Christmas uh, is, is on there. And matter of fact, I, I, on my record player, just out of reach of me here, is Bing Crosby's Christmas album. It, uh, it was playing it the other night. So I, I listened to this album quite a bit. Uh, during the Christmas season, and I watch White Christmas probably at least two or three times uh, leading up to Christmas. So I absolutely love this movie. If you've never seen it before, I highly recommend it. Really, really good story about how they are going to go up to Vermont uh, for the snow, and they get up there, and there's absolutely no snow. It's all green, um, and they decide to put on a Christmas show. And it's really, really, really good. I, like I said, I love the old Hollywood uh, movie musicals. So I love things like Singing in the Rain and American in Paris and, uh, you know, White Christmas, Holiday Inn, which very similar movies, very similar things. Um, there's some, there's some, I think there's some, even some controversy there uh, that White Christmas may have borrowed from Holiday Inn. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but uh, I, I mean, talking about it makes me want to watch it. I'm probably going to have to watch all of these before Christmas uh, on Sunday. So got uh, got some time off from work, uh, you know, finished up today. So I might be watching probably all of these before uh, before Sunday or at least through Sunday. But White Christmas, one of my favorites. I think it would be one of yours if you've never seen it before. Definitely, uh, definitely check it out. I, I, I think, it, again, for the whole family, I, I think you would, I think your entire family would, would love uh, White Christmas. So, all right, moving on. Number two. Number two on the list. And this was where it got really tough. Where I knew these would probably be the top two, 
and I didn't know where they would go. But I finally figured it out. Number two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The fact that I've only watched it once so far this year is kind of a, a crime. I definitely have not meant to watch it only once. Uh, I By this point in time, I've usually watched it four or five times. I definitely need to get on it and, and catch up. Uh, at least get one, maybe two more viewings in before. Uh, if you've never seen this, I, I really don't know how a lot of people have ever seen this one before. It's a classic. It is an absolute classic. Do I recommend watching with the family? Eh, maybe if your kids are a little older. Maybe not the little, little ones. But, you know, I think the uh, the teenagers would probably think it's quite funny. Uh, but it's just, just, just such a great movie. I mean, it's it's an absolute classic. Such you know, The quotes, I don't even know where to start. Merry Christmas! Full, you know, I don't know where to start. And why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. Like, you know, where are you gonna find a Christmas? Uh, where are you gonna find a tree this time on Christmas Eve? Well, bend over and I'll show. Or no, was it? Where are you gonna put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You know, like this. It, just you know, all the stuff with the cat, the squirrel, the jelly of the month club. Uh, you know, there's so many classics. Like. I really don't even know where to start. I could sit here. I could do an entire show of just Christmas Vacation. Like, it's it's an absolute Christmas classic. I I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I know, it's a podcast, and I don't know what to say about it. But Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, uh, you know, um, got Randy Quaid. I'm trying to think of all the people that are in this movie. There's just so many of them. Um... Uh, Doris, oh, God, what was her name? Miss Costanza from Seinfeld. Or no, she was the mom on Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, she's in it. But uh, Johnny Galecki, who's played Leonard on Big Bang Theory, is in it. Uh, one of the Arquettes is, uh, is, uh, Audrey. So, just, yeah, just an absolute must-watch every year for me at Christmas. Uh, if you've never seen it before, stop what you're doing after you listen to this, of course. But stop what you're doing. Go watch it. Come on. It's it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You can't you can't go wrong. You absolutely cannot go wrong. So, <laughs> all right. So that brings us to number one. But before we get there, uh, I want to do uh, an honorable mention. I wanted to put this on the list, but there's so much debate and controversy and argument about it that I honestly thought about doing an entire show of the Great Christmas Debate, and that was going to be, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Now, this year, a lot of people have been passing around this clip of Bruce Willis at one of the Comedy Central roasts settling the debate once and for all that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Sorry, I know he's in it, but he didn't write it. And I think the person that wrote it should be the person that actually gets the ultimate say. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I say yes. Yes, it is. It takes place at an office Christmas party. Most of the non-orchestral score, most of the soundtrack, the difference between soundtrack and score, uh, most of the soundtrack 
is Christmas music, including Run DMC, there's some Bing Crosby, there's some Sinatra in there. There is a lot of Christmas music in this movie. So yes, I say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I have, uh, I actually, I was very upset. I'm going to have to get it fixed before next year. I accidentally broke it. Uh, it fell off my desk at work. But I have a Nakatomi Plaza admit calendar where you can have Hans Gruber fall. Uh, and he falls a little bit further down Nakatomi Plaza as we get to Christmas. Like I said, I broke it probably about a week ago. And it wasn't enough time for me to get uh, the piece that I need to really make it worth it. So I put it away for the year and said I would replace it uh, next year. The Han little Hans Gruber uh, broke when it fell. So uh, thankfully easily replaceable. But, you know, I was kind of bummed that I didn't get to uh, see that one all the way through. But to me, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. To a lot of people, it is not. To Bruce Willis, it's apparently not. But to me, it is. So I didn't want to put it on the list um so I, I, I didn't want to put it in there because it's there's just such a debate about it. But if I was going to name one honorable mention, it would be Die Hard. Die Hard is a must-Christmas watch for me. Um, I've watched it, I think, at least once this year. If, uh, so I, yeah, I love Die Hard. You know, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> just because there's blood and guts and violence doesn't mean that it's not a Christmas movie. It ends well, and it ends with Bing Crosby singing Christmas music. Come on. Like, it, it's a Christmas movie. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> so that brings us to our number one. Number one Christmas movie, my favorite Christmas movie, and it is the other version of A Christmas Carol, and it goes to the Muppets. Muppets Christmas Carol. I... I could watch Muppets Christmas Carol in the middle of July. I don't care. It is the best version. The Alistair Sim version is great. The George C. Scott version is great. The TV series that FX did a few years ago is weird, but still very good. But Muppet Christmas Carol takes the cake. It is the best version of Christmas Carol out there. I I don't know what to tell you if you don't think it is. It is absolutely the best version. Michael Caine acting as if he is in, and he's quoted saying he would not do anything Muppety. He was going to act as if he was doing the role for the Royal Shakespeare Company, and that is exactly what he does, and it makes it so much better, is that you would not know that Michael Caine is acting opposite Muppets. You would think that this is some BBC all-star British you know, theater and film cast and it's not <laughs> but it is such a good version of the movie and disney just did uh, something this year where last year uh, up until um a lot of people had noticed this that apparently back in the day there was a home video release of it that included a song called when love is found i think it's is uh it's called i'm not really sure but I had never seen this. I had owned the movie on DVD for a long time. That version of the movie didn't have it. The Disney Plus version of the movie doesn't have it. But this year, they remastered it and re-released it um, with the song put back in. And you can find it on Disney Plus. I believe you have to look in the extras, and there the extended version of the movie is there. And the only difference is that they've put the song back in uh, for this special edition of the movie. 
And it is, but it is my absolute favorite version of the movie. Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat as the narrators. Why are we whispering for dramatic emphasis? It's just, there's classic Muppet moments. Statler and Waldorf as uh, Marley and Marley. Um, the only thing that I think is a little weird is the Ghost of Christmas um, past is a little, ah, it's a tiny child. Uh, it's a little, eh, a little off-putting, but still very good. The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is probably far the scariest version of it I've ever seen. Um, and I think the Ghost of Christmas present is the largest Muppet ever built. Um, it's got to be up there. It's It's got to be. Um, it was crazy, unless they did like a lot of stuff with miniatures. But that thing is huge. Uh, unless they did, like I said, they did stuff with miniatures, and then it may just be a normal-sized Muppet. I'm, I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, but the songs, Michael Caine, The Muppets, you can't go wrong. It is the best version of Christmas Carol, and it is my all-time favorite Christmas movie, and I've yet to watch it this year, so it's definitely going to be on the list uh, for the next couple of days to watch. I'm probably going to watch all of these, honestly, but Muppet Christmas Carol, definitely got to get it in there uh, by Sunday, so... But there you are. There are my top five Christmas movies of, uh, top five favorite Christmas movies of all time. What are some of your favorites? Uh, sound off in the uh, comments if you're listening on, uh, if, you're, if you got us through Facebook, go back, chime in on Facebook. Tell me your favorite Christmas movie. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, tell me what your favorite Christmas movies are uh, there uh, in the Spotify poll. Uh, but thank you guys. I appreciate all of you for listening. Uh, make sure you are sharing this out with your friends and family. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. Uh, it's it's almost here, and uh, I hope you've all been good. So Santa comes and sees you. You don't get any coal in your stocking. But uh, if you haven't, you know, it's going to be cold. So uh, maybe use that coal to, to make a fire and keep yourself warm. So, But thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate each and every one of you. Have a merry, merry Christmas, and we will see you in the new year. Merry Christmas!